Everybody, welcome to the sports. 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 Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. I am Phil Ranta. I feel like I never get to say that, so I, I said it this time. Well, yeah. you usually say something kind of quippy. Yeah. But you guys get to say, I am Joel Anderson. I am Jordan Pomaville. And then you guys introduce me. And then I go, uh, mixed nuts goofball. Yeah, and then we go on. Well, I just wanted to say my name. We'll have Phil kind Ranta. of a hearty laugh, and and maybe start talking about the mixed nuts that were out on the snack table, right, you know, over the holidays. Yeah. And then well, they're like, "Don't like, eat those because they're full of COVID." Phil, I feel like the 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 reason you're not allowed to to introduce yourself is because you can't be trusted to because of yeah. the goofball comments that you keep making. <laughs> That's yeah. true. If you no, if you would right. start the podcast with just something serious and straightforward and solemn. Maybe then we'd let you introduce yourself, but until that day comes, this is this is the way it's got to be. And this Monkey is because farts. it's a, a new year. Joel, Joel is this for this year's Joel's going to be the podcast whip. So yeah. that's what he was just doing. Oh, there that's we go, I, pushing us I'm along. Not, I'm not looking forward to the role, but it's one that I recognize its importance, and I'm not going to shirk the responsibility. Well, as really the podcast minority that, leader, I defer to Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we have an awesome show. It's a sports comedy podcast. We're going to be rebranding it soon with an all-new name, but until then, still sports, sports, sports. Yeah. And today we have on PGA golfer Dustin Johnson, winner of the Masters, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Uh, there was a, a great article that dropped on CNN Sports about his fast style of play. He will literally dash to the ball. He gets up right to the tee, and he just hits it right away, whereas other people just try to swing, you know. Like, he's just a fast player. People are hmm. astounded. Is there a timed element of golf that I'm unaware of? No, it's not like speed chess, where it's like okay. you're hitting the box, you're moving the pieces, you're hitting the box, you're moving the pieces. It's not like that. Is it like chess boxing? Kind of, in that you're <laughs> uh, there's two different things you're doing. It's half walking and half hitting a ball. All Did right. he get, like, nitros put in his golf cart? Sure, he should. <laughs> no, they have to walk the course in the pros, Joel. Oh. Yeah. This was a Supreme Court ruling. That's right, I forgot. <laughs> All right, well, that's what we're going to have Dustin Johnson on to talk about, making golf go a little bit faster. And, Phil, we got a wide world of weird sport? you goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, feel good news. News feels good. Feel good news. News feels good. Brought to you by... The feeling of getting a massage... Ooh, wouldn't you like that feeling of getting a massage today? Detroit Lions kicker Matt Prater wins entire city of Detroit free beer. Hey. Whoa. Sub sub headline, Prater himself will be checking IDs at the door. (laughs) Sub sub headline, shh, 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 be cool, be cool. It's for residents of Detroit. He's just looking for addresses. He's not checking birthdays. Yeah. Phew. That's... He's just checking addresses. He ain't even looking at that side of the ID. Yeah, underage people in Detroit, they deserve a drink. They need it. <laughs> yeah. And Lions fans. Yeah. <laughs> like a big one. Uh, back in July, roughly 45 years ago, before the NFL season began, Bud Light said that if Denver Broncos kicker Brandon McManus breaks the record for the longest field goal this season, everyone in Denver will get a free beer. I should be, should be specific. It's a free Bud Light, not a beer of their choosing. 
So beer free, with an asterisk after it. Well, it's free Bud Light. Still pretty good. Let's not be snobs yeah, about this. But also, I, I would say they're using the term beer kind of loosely here. Well, yeah, well, also, it feels like it's a little bit of a troll job. Because yeah. you got obviously a bunch of microbrews in Denver, but also that's Coors Country, baby. Yeah, that's so it true. really feels like they're sticking it to them in their backyard. Yeah. Though I, I did wonder about like Joel, what you were saying about it being loosely considered beer, and uh, Phil, you may also agree. It makes me wonder if like winning like free Bud Light for life would be like some sort of like Faustian Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> yeah, but I <laughs> had like, time now. I had time, time to drink beer. <laughs> No matter how much beer I drink, it doesn't really feel like I'm drinking any beer. <laughs> but I was going to say, at least it's drinkable. Like, how disappointing would it be to win, like, free sour beer for life? Oh, yeah. that like, would be even pass. worse. Oh, man, I really need, like, three beers. Oh, God, uh, I'm going to choke these down. They're free. <laughs> I just need to be drunk. <laughs> Well, that's sad where my mind goes. Yeah. <laughs> so now the current record holder for longest field goal in NFL history is Joel Matt Prater. Matt Prater of your Detroit Lions. He kicked a 64-yarder when he was still with Denver. Um, so naturally, Matt Prater finds out about this little contest right away, you know, but not because he's not just because he's the guy who holds the record. He's also a guy who holds two DUIs. Mm-hmm. Yikes! <laughs> so, so basically, if if it's about field goal records or free beer, he's plugged in. Sure. Oh yeah. That's that's on his Google News alert. Uh, so right away, Prater tweets at Bud Light after hearing about this, saying, "When I break my own record, what are we doing for the city of Detroit?" Okay. So at this point, Bud Light scraps the initial premise and says, "Contest between Brandon McManus and Matt Prater. Whoever hits the longer field goal this year." wins their city Bud Light. Wow. Hey. Cool. Okay, most years, that's pretty fun. It's a fun promotion. In 2020, that should win a Nobel Prize. Yeah, yeah it really that's should. an essential promotion. <laughs> uh, so, scoreboard update. Entering week 17, the last week of the NFL regular season, Brandon McManus's longest field goal to date, a 58-yarder. And Prater's longest, do you happen to know this, Joel? I don't. I have not been following the Lions so close this that's, year. That's for... fine. I wouldn't have either had I not read the article. He hit a 59-yarder to give the Lions a win over Washington as time expired. Wow. Okay. The so, more remarkable thing in there was that the Lions won. So he's winning by a yard, basically. And McManus enters the last season of the game against uh, last game of the season against the Raiders. He's got two chances to break the record. With what? time expiring in the first half, Broncos coach sends out McManus for a stunning 70-yard field goal attempt. <laughs> wow. Now, given the gis- the distance needed on this, and uh, Joel, uh, you know a little something about uh, football, and Phil, you might know a little something about uh, angles, sure. trajectory. Guess what happens to this kick? Uh, it gets returned for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good guess, but no. It falls short. Blocked. Blocked Blocked. is the answer we were looking for. Uh, Uh, Because the the low angle it has to come in when it's coming for that long, it was blocked. Uh, McManus came out again. But but hey, I'm sure, sure, Jordan, it had the distance had it not been blocked. (laughs) It's so tragic. Some defensive lineman got his hand in front of what was otherwise a perfect 70-yard field goal. I mean, 
with Amazon AXS analytics, I think they could probably prove that. <laughs> Fair. I think, I think you're right. Um, Actually, I'd like them to show how badly he would have missed it if it weren't blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this I would like to see it like dribbling on the 20-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, so, okay. So then McManus comes out again. The Broncos are down one point. Okay. There's nine seconds left on the clock. This is for mm. the win. A 63-yarder. Okay. Ooh, to tie the record that stood for a very long time until Prater broke it. Very good. Yes, exactly. That kick is also blocked. Oh. Mm. Raiders win. Detroit wins free beer. And, and, and also, if you look into this, neither team, the Broncos or the Raiders, had anything to play for. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So this was just the Raiders saying emphatically, no, you will not get free beer, Denver. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Good. What a Raiders thing to do. <laughs> um, Matt Prater soon after tweeted, Detroit, I know we didn't have the season we would like. However, we did win you some Bud Lights. Along <laughs> with a picture of him drinking a Bud Light. <laughs> I mean, there's so many years where I really, really could have gone for a free beer at the end of the Lions season. <laughs> Here's the thing. I work in influencer marketing. And to get that kind of earned media value from the press and multiple mentions by huge celebrities with devoted fan bases on social media, that's like millions of dollars of promotion. And they probably had to buy, what, how much did it cost to manufacture and ship a can of Bud Light? 30 cents a can? <laughs> like, they, they made out like bandits on this one. You know, Phil, I don't, I don't want to, you, you are an expert on, on the influencer side of this, but not so much the football side. I think calling uh, kickers <laughs> huge celebrities with giant social media followings <laughs> might not be quite spot on. No, Joel, you misunderstand. We're the celebrities talking about oh, Bud Light with devoted oh. fan bases. Oh, Joel, well, I'm now so glad I'm you questioning said it. your knowledge of influencer marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so, congratulations, Detroit. And to bastardize a quote from former Detroit Mayor Coleman Young, I issue open warnings now to all dope pushers, to all ripoff otters, to all muggers, and people who don't want free beer. It's time to leave Detroit. Hit Eight Mile Road. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really happy with that joke. Uh, yeah. Bud Light is curiously <laughs> silent as to how to get your free beer. They've just tweeted in response to Matt Prater's tweet, We haven't forgotten, Lions! Let's Uh-oh. make it happen for the people of Detroit. All right, but we're, we're going to need some details here. <laughs> yeah, you can't, soon. You can't, you can't promise free but the season's over. Playoffs are starting. <laughs> Lions <Yeah>. aren't in them. <laughs> uh, what, what do we got here? This thing's a powder keg. Well, actually, if they waited until the first day of the NFL draft, that might be timely. <laughs> when when we screw that up, we're going to want our beer. Feel good news! News feels good! Feel good news! News feels good! Brought to you by... The feeling of getting a massage. Note this is not brought to you by a particular massage therapist or massage parlor. Just the feeling. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Belgian soccer star shows up to training in rival's jersey in attempt to force transfer. Whoa. Wow. That's aggressive. Subheadline is beaten to death by his own club's fans. <laughs> yeah, you could have seen that coming. Kidding. It's a little soccer hooligan humor. Not He's okay. Um, <laughs> I guess it's better than getting beaten to death with the fans' clubs. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so this, by the way, I, we had talked about this before, a little inside baseball. We had talked about maybe rebranding the podcast this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd written a joke for that. Mm. So I want I want to tell part of that joke if I could. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. So pretend so, so like this. This would be much funnier if we had not dragged our feet in coming up with a new name. Right. Pretend. Pretend this is we've rebranded the podcast. Everyone, close your eyes. Not if you're driving, but pretend <laughs> you, you're. You know, we've rebranded the podcast. It's finally happened. Our annual European soccer story and our podcast rebranding, after 400 odd episodes, have aligned on the same pod. <gasps> That means today, somewhere in podcast Mesopotamia, at an ancient temple, thought to be the future burial site of Mark Marin and Bill Simmons, the full moon will align at astrological coordinates that occur once a millennia, and for 17 minutes, the nearly always dark altar of the sacred site will be bathed in light in the dead of night. Across the globe in podcast America, at the same time, a a child will wake up startled by the monotone and borderline condescending voice of Malcolm Gladwell. He'll realize he forgot to use the sleep timer on his podcast app. He's got school tomorrow, after all. He presses pause and goes back to sleep, and he'll never know the momentous occasion that just blessed us all. But he doesn't have to. He just knows that his podcast feeds are always up to date. Mm-hmm. This is the gospel of Gervais. Praise to you, O Saren Koenig. <laughs> so here's what happened. Uh, back in September, we can cut that out if it doesn't work. It's dumb. But back in September, uh, Antwerp fires their coach, whose name is Laszlo Baloney. Yeah, heard that's he was Bologna. a real twerp, and that's why he got fired. Oh, you went with... Okay, wow. I thought Laszlo Bologna, I have actually written here afterwards, a man whose name I debated not saying because I thought it would get us sidetracked. <laughs> but you focused on the name of the city and not the last yep. name Bologna. But why, why insult a person when I can insult Belgium? <laughs> wow. Strong words, Joel. <laughs> yeah. uh, subsequently, uh, their forward, uh, Cameroonian national Didier Lamkelze starts butting heads with the team. Now that's baloney. <laughs> you don't butt heads with your own team. Right, but now baloney's gone, and him and baloney had a good relationship. Mm-hmm. And there's a new coach, and he's butting heads with team leadership and the coach, so he gets demoted to reserves. Is the new coach's name Olive Loaf? No, it's not that great. It's, uh, shoot, I had it in here somewhere. You know what? It's not really not important for the story, so I don't think <laughs> yeah. I put it in. Keep moving. Keep moving. (laughs) Ivan Laco. Ivan Laco. Anyway, so since October, Didier Lamkelze has been acting like an NFL wideout, and it's awesome. All he does is post on social media how he how he wants to go to another team. He's taking pictures in like other teams' jerseys, and like with players from other teams saying he's going to go to all these other places. And uh, specifically, he wants to go to this one Greek team where his old Antwerp coach Laszlo Baloni. Is, is currently the coach, okay? Hmm. So this week, the transfer window opens, and Lam Kelze really wants out, so he shows up to work at training in an Anderlecht jersey. What? Baloney. <laughs> that is one of their fiercest division rivals, okay? He was sure lacoing some class there. No. 
My baloney yeah. has a first name. It's L A Z L O. <laughs> so he shows up, and this shows you how serious they take soccer in Europe. Security won't let him in. All right? They know he's a player on their team. He's like a star player. Security's like, no, they shut the door, and sure. then he's trying to open the door, and security's actually holding the door shut. Right? <laughs> Do so they need struggled. jobs at the Capitol? <laughs> yeah, right. So he struggles with them a bit before finally deciding to go home. But then he goes home and he goes on Instagram and says that he's coming back tomorrow wearing a beer shot jersey. Oh, that's their Presumably. biggest rival. Baloney. <laughs> it's cross town. They have very inappropriate nicknames for each other's team's fans. <laughs> and, and, and are we going to get to hear what they are? Or are they that inappropriate? I don't want to say them. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. What, but you'll say anything is, when the microphones is, are off. You're pretty racist. One is, <laughs> one yeah. is just rats, and that's the that's the nicer uh, one. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but okay. So, so I was trying to figure out exactly what analogy I could make with this with the Jersey progression, because and of course some of these articles were on uh, American websites, so it was hard to get because some people said Anderlich was the fiercest rival, where other sites were like, no, 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 it's beer shot. That's their fiercest <laughs> rival because that's their crosstown one. So okay. I was trying to come out with an analogy. And I think it might be like the first one is like if an Alabama football player, because I couldn't find one that worked in pro sports. If an Alabama football player first shows up in like an LSU jersey to practice mm-hmm. and they're like, whoa, buddy, get out of here. So then he goes home and goes on social media and is like, tomorrow I'm showing up in an Auburn jersey. <laughs> this is an escalation. <laughs> I think that's the most because, again, it has to be – like, the second one's the bigger one and it's crosstown. So I was trying to do, like, well, maybe Yankees and the first time he shows up in, like, a Mets jersey and then it's Boston. Or maybe, you know, like, it's a – I don't know, like, a White Sox guy and he shows up first in, like, I don't know, like an Indians jersey or, sorry, a Cleveland jersey. And then he yeah. shows up in a Cubs jersey. Yeah, um, it's not it, – it, it, you're right, it is tough. I would I fire to- his ass. <laughs> Here's well, the thing. I got to say, I, I enjoy these stories as a general fan of situations where labor actually has leverage over management. Right, right. Oh, that's And true. the holdout is one of, like, the whole, the fact that athletes can't do this where they're like, and once you publicly say, hey, I don't want to play here anymore, it's not a lot that your management can do. Like, it doesn't really benefit them all that much to, like, have you sit in the bench and pout. That's true. So, I- well, the funny thing about this is, too, is, like, it's a classic, like, uh, sitcom or Joel plot. He's just trying to get fired. Yeah. That's what he's trying to do. And Joel... I remember when I was doing that last year. Yeah, I was going to say. So when you were trying to get fired, did you ever think to yourself, man, I wish it was that easy. I wish I could just show up to work in, like, I don't know, like, a Forbes shirt. And be like, suck on this. Fire me. Actually, sometimes on laundry day, I wore my last company shirt in, and and they never said a word about it. So yeah, I'm wearing was... a Facebook shirt right now. Nice. No, wait, I'm wearing a YouTube shirt. I had to look down. <laughs> <laughs> you getting enough sleep, Phil? No, how's, how's I'm not. I have, a, I have a five-week-old baby on top well, of my 18-month-old baby. It's not all fun and games because it's European soccer. So, of course, after he does this, there's immediate threats made in his life. Yeah. Um, so then some combination of his people and or Antwerp's people talk to him and are like, hey, buddy, not for us, but for you, you should apologize for this. <laughs> like, this is not this is not for us anymore. 
So he has to. So he goes on social media and goes, "I sincerely." You don't apologize. understand. We're scared of the fans too. Yeah. <laughs> not like, about us. You anymore. know. We're not. I mean, if we could stop them, we'd stop them from sending us death threats. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is winner of this year's Masters and PGA Golfer, Dustin Johnson. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hey, 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 hey it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, Got Dustin. It. Ask a question. It's an interview, right? It's time. Let's get this show on the road. Well, well, well whoa, whoa, whoa. down. Joel, introduce yourself. No, it's, yeah, hi, I'm, I'm, we already know I'm who Joel, Joel is. Nice Everybody, to, people nice who to listen to this you, podcast Dustin. have already heard that part, so. I'm going to be interviewing you today, so oh, uh, it's, it's really great to have <sighs> you on here. We're going to ask you some questions about golf. And about yeah. your speedy approach. Ask the questions. Uh, Ask the hey, questions. Is your speedy People approach going to be faster? Listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, 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 Dustin, uh, we can, I, I can see you on the Skype. Uh, take yeah. a seat, buddy. You don't need to be standing uh, for this. Come just on, just ask. You, I haven't even asked a question yet. We've been talking forever. Well, I guess our, our first question. Well, first, yeah. congratulations yeah. on winning yeah. the Masters. I know. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you at home back who then, don't now, know, you have to do it twice. The Masters is one of the largest golf tournaments. Yeah, we uh, moved on. We moved on from there. We uh, moved on from there. We all know what the Masters is. We all know what the Masters is. We all know what the Masters is. We all know the Masters is. Jacket. It's it's a real big deal. Yeah. You know, uh, Joel, I'm going to cut you off. I think maybe our approach is is annoying our guests here. Yeah. Maybe just Uh, a little bit, huh? Maybe just a little bit, huh? So, Dustin, there was this article recently on CNN, and I noticed it uh, partially while watching the Masters. Ask the question. <laughs> you play faster yeah. than most other people. Yeah, I guess why? Look, you see the ball, you hit the ball, you see the putt, the hole, the putt. You go to the next. What are you gonna do? Huh? What? It's not that hard. There's a little white ball. You take a club, you swing at the club ball. Huh? You go up oh, to where it is the next time. You hit it again. You just keep practice going. Practice swings. There's testing for the win. Why does everybody you know, have to practice people, everything? You do the dangling thing the with your putter to get the lie of the green. Look, look, yeah, look, 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 Hey, let me make this very, very, very efficient for you, okay? Kay. So, you get better by doing what? By practicing, practicing. right? Yeah. You get better by practicing, right? If you hit 100,000 golf balls, you're going to do better than if you hit 5,000 golf balls. So, I just hit 100,000 golf balls in the time it takes other people to do 5,000 golf balls. I don't see what the big deal is. It should be obvious to everybody. Well, hmm. I think what most people are wondering is golf That's is a sport. Good <laughs> golf, golf, golf is is interstitials where you have to say something before the question every time. <laughs> don't, you think, don't you think golf is more enjoyable when played at a more leisurely pace? No, it's not. Look, this is a sport. I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. Okay, I make my money playing golf. All right. If I can, I believe it, it was I, Mark Twain who famously said that. Take someone else to play one tournament. I can make five times the money. Okay, so just. Why do we have to wait so long in between tournaments? Just do all the tournaments in one weekend. We can all fucking go about our lives. Huh? We just How many... Why do we have to just sit and wait between each time we have to play golf? Let's just play all the golf and just be done with it. Dustin, I have a, I have a very important question for you. When you're that not golfing. <laughs> when no, you're I golfing. It's an important question. I'll assume it's important because you're wasting my time with it. When you're golfing and your yeah. partner is, and you're playing with another partner and they're golfing. How do you how do you uh, bide your time? How do you I, react to not being able to golf? A lot of exasperated sighing. A lot of uh, <laughs> I like to mutter under my breath. I just go, come on, 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 And you know what? After a while, they finally hit it, and then I go, finally! Every time they hit the ball, get the point. They know I'm annoyed. Okay, hey, so Dustin, then, this is Joel Anderson, the I other interviewer. Who it is. 
Uh, I'm on your podcast right now. Everybody listens to this podcast. Gotcha. I just wanted to let you know. I get twice the podcast done. It's not fucking hard. Yeah, I just want to let you know that I've got a question for you. Ask the question then! Oh, hang on. Let me see if I can find my note card here. I wrote it down. Um, Get prepared, huh? Uh, one second. Okay. Oh, here it is. On a podcast. Dustin. How does your golfing partner feel about you trying to accelerate things so much? You've already asked that question. No. How do they react to it? How how does how does who you're golfing with, who you're paired up with, react? They're a little annoyed, but you know what? I'm a little annoyed with them. So you know, turnabout is fair play. Okay. We're both annoyed with each other. We are mutually annoyed. Like every girlfriend I have ever had is annoyed <laughs> as I am. Let me ask you, on those rare occasions then when just you... ask! You know, I have to say, <laughs> let me ask you. You know, you're, you're qualifying something you're going to do anyways. It's not hey. like I could say, no, I'm not going to let you ask me. I'm on your podcast, so just ask the question. Hey, I'm Dustin. New time by giving you notes in the future. Dustin, uh, Joel Patrick Anderson here. I uh, know, the other yeah. person in the podcast. If you'd stop yelling at us, then we'd be able to ask the questions fast. No, 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 no. You don't understand. If I don't give you these notes, you're going to keep doing it to future guests. You're going to waste their time, too. Eventually, you're going to waste lifetime for the people. I'm saving lives by teaching you how to do your job, which should be obvious. So ask the question on the rare occasion when you do not make the cut after friday for the tournament what do you do with your time when you're I'm not golfing reading. saturday and sunday i mostly read you know <laughs> i'll sit out in the sun drinking an iced tea and eat. so but just kind of take it easy okay and do you find that's helpful to recharge why would i do it if it wasn't helpful to recharge <laughs> what an obvious question I like to sit down with my copy of Anne of Green Gables and casually read through my story while sipping a Lipton iced tea. Are you brand loyal to Lipton's? Yeah. Yeah, Lipton's my brand. And is that is that like powdered iced tea or, or are you brewing it fresh? Oh, I'm brewing it fresh, baby. Yeah, it's worth taking the time. To brew it fresh, I think. Of course it's worth taking the time or else I wouldn't do it, would I? Because then it would be a waste of time, which I don't like to do, in case you haven't noticed from the tone and tempo of this conversation. The big question everyone wants to know is... You have to keep saying the thing about the question that you're about to ask. Do you think... question. Do you think your style of play will basically permeate more of golf. Do you think golf's pace of play as a whole will be sped up because of your actions? Well, I'm going to give you the answer that I'm about to give. That's what you sound like. (laughs) Okay, now to answer your question, that's what you sound like. Yeah, hopefully it'll speed things up a little bit. Look, we all play golf for a job. We're not enjoying it. This is what we do for a living. So let's fucking get it over with. Just oh. hit the ball. Walk up to the ball. You hit the ball. You'll go up to the ball again. You hit it again. This shit isn't hard. We hit balls with clubs for a living. It's stupid. It's a oh. stupid sport. Just get it over with. 
Sorry, uh, Dustin. I'm getting noticed that Curtis, our technician, is uh, is replacing the reels and the reel to reel right now. That's going to make a little noise, so we're just going to have to pause here. I'm digital. It's like time. Right, Dustin. But... Do you like golf? No, it's my job. Do you like being a microphone talker? Fucking no. <laughs> just it's your fucking job. You wake up in the morning, you clock in, you do your job. And then you get it over with, and then you do what you want to do with your real time. Like read? Like read a pleasant story while sipping iced tea. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast, Dustin. Uh, just so you know, you're going to want to get your parking validated on the way out. Uh, so just stop by the front desk. And if Mary Ann's not there, just wait. She'll be back. I you know. will be paying in that case. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. All wide world of sports. Time for another wide world of sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports: the top ten biggest sports betting wins of all time. Ooh, I think I wrote a version of this article once. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, is, this, is this by payout or is this by upset or what is this? It's by payout, but I have a feeling that this is just like legal bets because they, they, they seem lower in most cases than I think. Yeah. This is exceptionally difficult to research. Yeah. That makes sense. They don't, they don't keep records. They don't keep public records of this. Yeah. The only way to write this is to read other articles that have written this article. Well, uh, it goes from number one up to ten, but we're going to do it in that order so I don't get confused. Number one, Tiger Woods' $85,000 Masters bet. Tiger Woods is obviously the most accomplished golfer of all time, but recently he hasn't been a surefire bet like he was in the past. But that did not steer away better James Aducci, who got his wife to allow him to place an $85,000 wager on Woods to win the 2019 Masters. At 14 to 1 odds. Holy shit. Yeah. It paid off. payout. And Ducci brought home $1.2 million. What? Wow. An idiot. <laughs> yeah. I'm so angry that he got that rich for doing that. Yeah. I don't know. If he has $85,000, he might already, to wager, he might already be rich, Joel. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. <laughs> James Ducci also claimed it was his first ever sports wager. Wow. He was rich then. This was well, a guy I... who's like, honey... Instead of the down payment on the yacht, what would you say if I bet on golf? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suppose it might be fun. Do you have it try? Number two, Vegas Dave, uh, Kansas City Royals future. Most people know Vegas Dave from his obnoxious takes and claims about his betting record. He's a big, like, online personality. I even know who Vegas well, Dave is. I know him because he backed into my car, but whatever. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the one that really put him on the map is when he decided to bet on the Kansas City Royals to win the World Series at 30 to 1. Oh, mm. awesome. Sportsbooks didn't want to take all his money, so he spread it across 15 different casinos, and his hard work paid off. The Royals ended up winning the World Series, and Vegas Hame brought, Dave brought home $2.5 million. Mm. Crazy. Oh, wow. So that is yeah. huge. At, at 30 to 1, that's basically even odds. <laughs> yeah. 30 baseball teams. Yeah. Sure. Uh, number three, the 15-leg NFL parlay. So parlays are always tough, but sometimes the payouts are too good to pass up. T Taylor Polia 
decided to take a chance on a 15-leg parlay in the NFL that paid out 20000 to 1. And it Go had now. been reported that it was only her second ever bet. I hate her so much. Yeah, her parlay featured nine favorites, five underdogs, and one over-under. And although there was only $5 placed on this wager, she ended up taking home $105,000 for her troubles. Yeah, that's awesome. That's incredible. Uh, Number four, Leicester Square Premier League future. Leicester City winning the Premier League in 2015 was one of the biggest upsets wins in sports history. Before the season they started, they were 5,000 to one underdogs, but someone was willing to take a shot on them winning it all. The better placed a hundred pound wager and walked away with 200,000 pounds. Must have been hard to carry all that weight. Here comes another Vegas Dave. Vegas Dave, Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey. So the Kansas City Royals future bet wasn't the only big time win Vegas Dave had. When Ronda Rousey was at the top of the UFC, no one thought she could be beaten. Until it happened, Ronda took on Holly Holm in the main event of UFC 193. Holm came to the fight as an 11-to-1 underdog, Ooh. and Dave placed a $20,000 wager on home, netting $200,000. Wow. That's uh, only one of this podcast who's ever been hit by uh, Ronda Rousey in person. She's strong. <laughs> That's, I had thought that would be the case. Yeah. She, it hurt me a lot. I still <laughs> feel it when I think about it. <laughs> Number six is Phil Mickelson, Baltimore Ravens future. Phil Mickelson is known as one of the best golfers of all time, but he's also an avid gambler. This was true before the 2000-2001 NFL season when Mickelson decided to put $20,000 down on Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl at 22-1 to odds. They went on to win, and he brought home $560,000. Wow. that. Well, he got it. So... You know? Between the golf and the insider trading, he's doing just fine. Right now, now he doesn't need to wear a PMG hat. He can just wear a hat. <laughs> Billy Walters, New Orleans Saints, three point five million dollar bet. So Billy Walters ran into trouble with the law in recent years due to insider trading or trading. But prior to that, he was one of the best sports bettors in the business. In 2010, with the New Orleans Saints to take on the Minneapolis Colts, Walters placed a $3.5 million wager on the underdog Saints. New Orleans ended up surprising the Colts, took home a 31-17 victory at Super Bowl XLIV. Walters has claimed in the past to make between $50 and $60 million sports betting during a good year. Oh, yes. Super Bowl X Live. I was going to say, like, what was interesting to me about some of these bets is you know, a big wager or a big win can be like the parlay you described where someone just puts down a nominal amount of money but has astronomical odds. But then there's also something to me that's really impressive about someone who's willing to bet just three and a half million dollars to yeah, win yeah. three and a half million dollars. Like, oh, yeah. you're watching well, that game. Your asshole is so tight. dollars a year sports betting, then that's nothing. Well, putting, putting five figures on stuff with, like, double-digit odds is one where I'm like, they must really feel like they've got a line on on something that everyone else hasn't figured out. Yeah, because well, it's like seven years in prison in 2017, and was only released because of COVID. <laughs> oh, this is. I think this is the guy who did the insider trading with Phil Mickelson. <coughs> oh, yeah. Uh, number eight, Charles Barkley, eight hundred thousand dollar Patriot Super Bowl. So Charles Barkley's a lot like Phil Mickelson. 
He's got a gambling habit. Barkley talks about a lot of his losses and wins, but the biggest win came when he placed $500,000 on the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl in 2002. They were 14-point underdogs uh, but the versus the Rams, but that didn't scare Barkley away, and he cashed out and walked away with eight hundred grand. It's awesome. Yeah, Wait, I really love Charles Barkley. He is that? a role model. When was that, Phil? I'm sorry. That was uh, Super Bowl 2002. Okay, got it. Uh, number nine, Richard Hopkins Lewis Hamilton futures. Uh, Richard Hopkins discovered Lewis Hamilton when he took his own son to the go-kart track in 1998. Hopkins then decided to place a 200-pound wager that Hamilton would win a Grand Prix by the young age of 23 with 300 to 1 odds. He also did the same for him to become a world champion at 500 to 1 odds. These both ended up happening, and Richard Hopkins won 165,000 pounds on his 200-pound wager. Wow, betting on cars. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Uh, and number 10, the five-leg NFL parlay for $250,000. In 2017, an MGM better in Las Vegas decided to put down a wager on the five-leg parlay that featured four favorites, Rams, Patriots, Chiefs, and Raiders, and concluded with the Detroit Lions. Unlike the previous parlay, there was quite a bit of money placed on this one, $8,500, but the payout was huge. With the Lions securing the parlay win with 24-10 to 10 victory over the Giants, the better walked away with $250,000. The damn. Wow. And this included a bet on the Lions. Yeah. Go figure. That's the unlikeliest part. Highly ill-advised. <laughs> and that brings it down to another wide world of weird sports. How do you think we aren't actually from Michigan by the way that we talk about the Lions and Lions fans? Of Podcast Town. This brings you a close. Another sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring back Dustin Johnson to give you our contact information. Dustin. Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. Done. Thank you, Dustin. Yeah. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. I think Dustin missed one. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.